I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. A very funny thing happened to me on the way to this podcast. Actually, a bunch of funny things happened this week. Not big belly laugh things, just funny stuff, you know? My lady Wonder Wench and I were at our favorite diner yesterday, and we both had club sandwiches. Now, one of the things that we like about that diner is that you never go away hungry. And these two sandwiches came out, and they had to be probably four or five inches thick. Now, as you can probably tell from listening to these podcasts, <laughs> I have a pretty big mouth, so it wasn't a huge problem for me. But my lady Wonder Wench has a more ladylike mouth. And she also has manners, like a lot of women, especially table manners. So I was watching to see what she was going to do with this four-course meal between some slices of bread. And what she did, and I bet a lot of ladies do this, is she tilted the sandwich up. And she bit off the lower part of the sandwich first. And then, just as she was about to bite into the top part of the sandwiches, the voices on my head all said, Hey, she's eating the part that she just stuck up her nose. <laughs> One of those voices must have said that so loud that she heard it. And she had a typical wonder when she replied. She said, You must have been a gifted child because your mother certainly wouldn't have paid for you. <laughs> And then she started criticizing my use of ketchup, which she considers excessive. Now, I happen to like ketchup. So I told her the best way to practice safe eating is by using condiments. <laughs> That's what she gave me the look. Now, every guy with a woman in his life has seen the look. It is a nonverbal way of saying, you must have slipped into the gene pool when the lifeguard wasn't watching. Millions and millions of sperm, and you were the fastest. You know that look? In my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, shameless plug, Big Louie says women have more table manners than guys because they're not as hungry as we are. I have nothing against manners, except that they slow you down when you're trying to eat. Women like manners, and, and women have found ways to remind guys that we should follow our manners. For example, women sometimes wear short skirts. Now, have you ever seen a guy climb a flight of stairs ahead of a woman wearing a short skirt? No, of course not. It reminds us of our manners. <laughs> women have a relationship with clothes that I will never understand. When I like a shirt, sometimes I'll wear it several days in a row. This one, for example. Why not? If it passes the sniff test, I say that wearing it for a few days in a row gives it a kind of comfortable, broken-in feeling, you know? You can wear pants several days in a row. What's the matter with wearing a shirt several days in a row? When I wear a shirt several days in a row, my lady's eyesight improves to the point that she could spot stains so tiny that guys would need the Hubble Space Telescope to see them. She's like that. I think she can see germs under circumstances like that. I walk into our living room and, hey, it's comfortable, you know? I sit down here in the comfortable, manly, black leather papa chair. She walks in 
and she starts picking stuff up and dusting stuff that looks fine to me. Picky, picky, picky. Several buddies of mine have told me their wives do that too. I get this bizarre picture of walking into a party wearing a day-old shirt and all the wives gather around me and point at my shirt and ask my lady why she lets me walk around looking like a slob. <laughs> I'm not a slob. I'm a guy, you know? Well, maybe I'm a slob too, but it's being a guy that's causing the problem here. And while we're on the subject, I've often wondered how come a woman who has nothing to wear never has enough closet space. And don't get me wrong, I mean, I'm not like some dreary drone husbands. And I, I like to see my lady dressed all girly and pretty and frilly. Some dreary drone husbands can't seem to understand why their wives want a new dress just because the dress they have is too long and the veil keeps getting in their eyes. Yeah, guys like that must have a big sex fantasy. You know, they, they must fantasize that their wives aren't fantasizing about somebody else when they're having sex, if that ever happens. Now, to find out about the dreary drones, grab a copy of my new book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon. Shameless plug. Among other things, you will learn in that book why wearing a turtleneck sweater is like being strangled by a really weak guy all day. <laughs> Dicks to tails, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff into one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff. It's making your life miserable out the other ear, and you can be a little less miserable for a while. The smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that we can live without our large intestines. You know what? I've become quite fond of mine over the years. If the answer is incorrectly, what is the question? If the answer is incorrectly, what is the question? Don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet. Tell you in a minute. Giraffes can go without sleep for weeks at a time. Guess they just keep necking all night long. I used to do that. <laughs> and seven to eight thousand new insect types are discovered every year. Seven or eight thousand. Probably depends on how many picnics you have. <laughs> Oh yeah, if the answer is incorrectly, the question is, what word is always spelled incorrectly? <laughs> Come on, yeah, I, I never claimed I was grown up. I only said I learned to act like a grown up. Dicks the tails, they take your mind off your mind. We had our annual air show at my little airport this week. Lots of wonderful flying and some really funny stuff this time. The ace of base here at my little airport is an airline pilot by the name of Matt Chapman. Nice guy. When he's not flying his airliner into JFK or LAX, Matt is usually flying aerobatics in his personal plane, an Eagle 580. Matt's Eagle 580 is, is a hot little plane, and Matt can do spins and loops and a maneuver that is called a headache. It's called a headache because it can give you one just watching him do it. Matt's the kind of guy that you want at the controls of an airliner if something goes wrong. And you've probably heard about automation has gotten in the way of airline pilots' basic stick and rudder skills. It's a, it's a fact. It's been a problem, too. Hasn't 
gotten in Matt's way, though. You ought to see his stick and rudder skills. And I asked him, after he spun and looped and headached his way through his performance, if when he gets in on the airliner speaker system and he says, greetings, folks, this is Captain Matt Chapman. Has he ever noticed that some passengers who have seen his aerobatic performance insist on getting off the plane? (laughs) He said, no. He says, I'm afraid to look. (laughs) I'm a pilot, too. Nothing like Matt, and and my plane is nothing like Matt's either. His is a a hot little one-seater, fast. My plane's a four-seater, not very fast. In fact, I'm sometimes concerned about bird strikes from the rear. My plane is a lot like the plane in in this story from my Night Connections spoken word CD. You live by yourself in this little room, but you're never alone. It was in this room that you first made love. You were a virgin at the age of 27. You had plenty of opportunities. A rancher who wanted to give you the side of a mountain with a herd of sheep and your own horse. A disc jockey who offered mostly a lot of bologna, or in his case, Polish sausage. A sales manager who swore that he'd leave his wife for you. You'd gotten used to being called frigid and an old maid. It hurt. But you weren't going to have sex until you were ready to make love. He was a pilot. You were working the all-night shift at the airport. It was late and cold and windy and the ceilings were low. Bad night for pilots. When he called for fuel on the radio, something in his voice reached all of the way inside you. It was a shock. Like when you suddenly meet someone you thought you'd never see again. When he walked into the office, he was tired, unshaven, and tense. But he gave you a smile that took your breath away. And he headed straight for the telephone. He was checking the weather. He wasn't particularly handsome, but he had a strong, comfortable way of moving. He was flying canceled checks. There was just too much weather for his single-engine airplane, so he had to stay over for the night. You didn't believe your own hearing when your voice invited him to use your apartment. It was right across the street from the airport. You were working all night anyway. He did. And you found him sprawled, deeply asleep, fully clothed on your bed when you got home. So you made him some breakfast. And then you made love. It was just so damn natural. It was right. It was time. It was good. He left an hour later. He didn't make it. They found the wreckage of the plane about a half mile from the runway. You gave him something no other man ever had. He left you his smile and the sound of his voice in the corners and the shadows of this room. Some nights about this time, like tonight, your body aches for his touch again. But what he left is just enough.
woman in that story slept every night for years wearing a shirt that he left behind. I know another woman who did the same thing in another story. This one is a true story. I'm very glad that it's still being told. Just Enough is from my Night Connections Spoken Word CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com. Check out the Night Connections icon on the homepage. Lots of funny flying stories. It's one that says any landing you can walk away from is a good landing. If you can use the airplane again, it's a great landing. (laughs) You know, there really is something to that. Because after all, a landing is basically a controlled mid-air crash into a planet. Think about it next time you're out there flying around. There's another story that says uh, the difference between a bird and a human pilot is that if a bird could sweat, it couldn't fly. And a human pilot sweats lots of times when he's flying. It's true, too. And in fact, that's why there's a propeller on my plane. It keeps me cool. It stopped on me once when I was landing at night in the rain. <laughs> you should see how, how sweaty I got. My buddy Al went flying last week, row 25, seat C. Al always sits in the back of the plane. He says he's never heard of a plane backing into a mountain. Got a point, I guess. In my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, Big Louie says some airlines are badly named. Virgin Airlines, for example. I mean, who wants to fly in an airline that doesn't go all the way? Right. And some people have a problem with pilots. One guy at a party once asked me if... I knew the difference between God and a pilot, and before I could think of some snotty answer, he said, the difference is that God doesn't think he's a pilot. (laughs) I guess he has a point there. It's true that pilots tend to talk about women when we're flying, and we talk about flying with with women. It works out that way. My lady Wonderwench has a wifely statement, kind of puts a stop to too much macho. She says, quote, Pilots have to take a physical to get a license, not a mental, end quote. I have tried to explain to her that I am a very smart pilot. I always check the train schedule before I fly through a tunnel. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.